0: Welcome to the student manager. I'm Michael Fong, other known as Fonger News, episode number four, and I'm so excited today. I have a great guest that I think you all are going to appreciate. She is a family friend, Betsy Brown. Glad to have you here.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm really honored to be your second guest.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so I've been thinking about this, and as you become a guest, I was thinking, what story can you share with my audience uh, that gives them impact. Uh, obviously, my podcast talk about the research and the college process admission uh, and how to get there. But then you have a great story because you went to Oregon University and then came back home for a year and a half before transferring to TCU. So we're going to get into all that. Uh, but it's just so excited. See your smile. You're here in <laughs> Sugar Ray Studio Murth, uh, Murphy Carges. He is my executive producer of so this Student Manager podcast. So, are you just ready to get into this? I'm and ready. Dive into Let's it? see it. So, tell me, at TCU, you are what? Is this are you going into your? Should I call it your the victory lap?
1: Yeah, you can call it the victory lap. Um, it's my going into my fifth year. In a way, though, it's still like going into my final year of college because I missed out on that traditional college experience when I was at home for that year and a half, um, going to community college. So it's pretty fun to be able to actually have that senior year experience because last year I didn't consider myself a senior.
0: And we talked about this before coming here. Your major?
1: Oh, my major is uh, general studies with an emphasis in art.
0: So, and I've, I've talked about this a lot. At the end of the day, go to college, get your degree, network, find something because what you study sometimes typically is not what you actually go do for your career. So talk to me about your philosophy on the art major or the general studies with the art major and what you're going to do.
1: Okay. So the art emphasis came from when I transferred to TCU, I fell in love with graphic design and that happened at community college. And then I picked TCU because that had that graphic design program that was available. And so when I was looking at that, I didn't know quite what I wanted to do with that, maybe branding or advertising or things like that. But then I didn't end up getting into the actual graphic design program. And none of my graphic design classes would have translated into any other degree unless I had chosen um, this general studies degree. Otherwise, they would have been a waste and I would have been there for another year and a half, two years, and I just don't want to do that anymore. So having that art emphasis covered everything. So it's really just, in a way, a blank slate for me to do whatever I want. And I am on the more creative side of a person. So something in the creative field is what I want to do eventually.
0: So if anyone's listening, and they're transferring, and what would you recommend if you had to do it all over again, in terms of major classes, units, what transfers over?
1: Yeah, so University of Oregon, which is the school I started out at, that is a quarter system school, and transferring quarter system to a semester system is a lot more difficult than a semester to a quarter system, and I wouldn't say don't do it, because I know there's a lot of kids that do it and are still able to graduate on time. I just think when I transferred, I also changed my major, and there was a bunch of other things that led me to being in this situation of having the extra year to do, and So I would just say probably look at the schools that you want to go to. If they're a quarter system and you're transferring from a quarter system, I would lean more towards that because it's way easier to transfer those credits. But if you're going from a semester, you can also look at quarter systems. It's Mm -hmm. a little easier to do it that way. I would just be careful and look and talk to your advisors and get the best advice you can get because a lot of the advisors aren't there how do I say this? They're there to do their, their job, but it's not to help you. You have to go seek them out first, and then they'll help you. It's not, they're not coming to you, like, it's not high school anymore. They're not giving you a call slip, coming to your office, being like, oh, let's talk about college. This is, you need to go find them, and you need to search them out, and then they'll tell you what to do from there.
0: So let's talk about TCU. This is one of the campuses I've never been to. hmm much different than Oregon. I've been to Oregon. How do you compare both of the campuses? Talk high level first for a parent and a student that's listening that has not visited the campus.
1: I'd say actually Oregon and TCU are pretty similar campuses in a way. They both feel very small. Although Oregon is double the size in students, the feel of the campus is very small to me. I felt like I was able to walk the whole campus, get to all my classes from my dorm super easily. And that's how I feel about TCU. In fact, I feel TCU might even be a little on the bigger side just because it's spread out so differently. But I think <laughs> You're, you made me nervous with that.
0: If you, for those of you that can't see what we're doing, I always like to video film my guest and and kind of put it on our Instagram. And I just did that one. And I just got nervous, and then I lost my train of thought. Back back to Betsy. Back
1: to thought with University of Oregon. The Oregon is in a forest. That's the other thing that, and it rains all the time. And then TCU is in Texas, so it is hot. It is dry. So that's the big differences I would say um, for the campuses. And, yeah, other than that, they're pretty similar campus feels, which is why I think I liked TCU so much because I did enjoy the size and the feel of the campus. However, the classrooms, that's where it differed in sizes.
0: What about the aesthetics, like the student union or the quad or even the athletic facilities, some of the buildings, if someone's into that?
1: Yeah, oh, for sure. And I was and still am super into the athletic side of it, and Oregon, I mean, you don't really beat that. It's Nike. It's every single thing is just top-notch at um, Oregon, and the EMU, which is their student union, is incredible. They just finished building it at the end of my freshman year. I'm pretty sure there's like a bowling alley in there. There's a bar. There's the ceramic studio. There's all these study areas, tons of restaurants, all that, and then at TCU, which is the blue for us, and that the only restaurant in there is Chick-fil-A and then you have they're like quote unquote Starbucks It's not actually Starbucks and a little shop thing. But other than that, it's not really like Oregon's where everyone wanted to go and hang out. This is a lot less like student union if that makes sense.
0: If you're on campus mm-hmm. and you are in between classes, you want to eat, where do you grab a bite at Oregon?
1: At Oregon, I would say, so similar to TCU, there's at TCU, we call it the Strip, and there's a f- bunch of restaurants that you can do. Your Frog Bucks will work there, and that's pretty similar to Oregon. There's another little mini strip of a few restaurants, and you can just go there. Um, also, the the EMU, the Student Union, is a huge one, and all of the dining halls. Oregon is probably one of the best like dining hall situations for any school. There was four or five of them there. And TCU only has one dining hall. So that's another difference. And that goes with the size of the students.
0: And at Oregon, did you live in the dorms?
1: I lived in the dorms at Oregon, yes.
0: And then at TCU, you live in the sorority house?
1: I lived in the sorority house. But when I first got there, I lived in one of the dorms too.
0: So talk to my audience and listeners about the differences of the dorms, what you like, what you didn't like.
1: At Oregon, I went through the classic small dorm. I lived with my roommate. We She ended up being my best friend. She was one of my... Um, she, we were random roommates, actually. And our room was so small, we could hold hands across, of our, across our bed. But we lived in one of the older dorms. So there are newer dorms on campus um, that are pretty big and lots of space. But I didn't live in one of those. And then at TCU, all the dorms are so nice. There's one or two dorm buildings that are pretty old. But I didn't experience that because I came in living in the like upper classroom dorms. So those were really nice and I didn't share a room with that one. I just shared like a suite. Right. So.
0: Let's talk about sorority life because Mm -hmm. you've experienced sororities on both campuses. Gamma Phi Beta. Yes. G Phi B. G Phi, G Phi Phi B, I won't say what I normally say. Yeah, please don't. So anyways, talk to me about the sorority rush at Oregon. Okay. And the process for those of my listeners that potentially want to rush.
1: Yeah, I always recommend rushing to every single person. I didn't know if I was going to be a sorority girl, but there's a sorority for every single person. Actually, Mm -hmm. at Oregon, I did not like gamify that much. It was not Mm -hmm. my number one choice by any means. And I know that now looking back, hindsight 2020 – That I was supposed to be in Gamify because some of my best friends at TCU now are in Gamify. But at the time, I didn't have that many friends at GFI. But the rush process is very different. That just has to deal with the fact that TCU is in the South and rushing in the South is just a different beast all on its own. I've heard that. Yeah, it's intense. And so that's what I liked about Oregon's rush. It was a lot more relaxed. However, I felt more judged at Oregon than I do at TCU or I feel the girls are judged less at TCU than they are at Oregon so that was an interesting I thought it was going to be way worse at TCU but a lot of I think that also goes to the south being a lot people are more nice in the south so
0: you really think Fort Worth is in the south
1: oh close enough
0: (laughs) all right so on that note don't take this the wrong way here we are in Costa Mesa borderline Newport Beach I've said this before on my other podcast yeah there's so many people here in, should I say from like modern day Uh or even here in Orange County Newport that are going to TCU I want to get your take on it I have my take because I just personally think it's Newport Beach in Dallas yeah Everything looks the same. They feel comfortable. Hey, you're walking on campus. Hey, Betsy, how you doing? Like, go explore. Get away from your friends. Talk to me about what I just commented on.
1: Talk about move, like choosing a school that doesn't have people that you're familiar with or?
0: About TCU being Newport Beach in Fort Oh, Worth.
1: it's the same. I mean, it really is. And But that's one of the reasons I chose it because I went to a school that was so polar opposite that when I ch- was looking at schools, I had the comfort zone of knowing that all my favorite restaurants are there, all my favorite people are there, it, they're really nice, and it's the private school that I just went to and caught call- like in high school, so.
0: So do you think people coming out of, for example, let's say a modern day mm-hmm. high school, that small private Catholic feel, they're not leaving, they're not stretching themselves that far, and they're kind of getting a continuation
1: I'd say so, but I feel like that might be the same as choosing USC or the same as choosing any other mm. private school, really, that like SMU, TCU, USC, all those top like money schools, really. I don't know how to describe it other than those kids, the kids that have tons of money, you're going to find them at all those schools and it's going to be the exact same as Newport Beach modern day.
0: Interesting. So... You, you talk about Oregon. You talk about TCU. You seem happy talking about Oregon. Is it something... Talk to me about what made you want to transfer.
1: I think what made me want to transfer was going into summer that year after my freshman year. I Looking back, I was there and I had a great time. We talked about this before too. Um, it was... It's one of the biggest party schools in the country and I did not know that going into it. They also have the highest sexual assault rate, which is crazy, but that is a result of the partying that goes along at Oregon. And so that was something that I had to take into consideration too because I wasn't going to all my classes. I was choosing to have a social life over um, my school and all that stuff. And safety is also a thing too that... That is, I should have talked about that when we were talking about the differences between campuses. TCU and Fort Worth is one of the cleanest, safest places I've been. Oregon and Eugene, Oregon in particular, you walk off the campus, there are syringes on the ground. There's homeless people everywhere. My friend had came back from spring break this year and a homeless man had made an encampment in his backyard. So I was trying to also get away from that too. So it was a lot, a mix of things that in the end, the school itself wasn't for me, although I did have a great time there.
0: Talk talk more about the school w- wasn't for you, because uh, obviously the social aspect yeah. seemed was and missing class. Did you how many classes a week did you miss?
1: I don't know, like exact more than I should have. That's for sure. I wasn't missing like every single class by any means, but I was missing more than any of my friends would or things like that. But I also just wasn't being held accountable and with school and academic things, I just have never been one that has been good at school. I've always just felt like the one, not, I don't want to say the dumb one because I don't, I don't think I'm dumb. I just don't, not necessarily apply myself, but I just need to be accountable and held accountable and at Oregon, if I miss class, it didn't matter because I could just watch it from my bedroom because my teacher recorded himself or I'd hand my eye clicker to someone and they'd check me in for attendance and a lot of teachers don't care. My s- largest class size was 350 and I think my smallest was 250. So and that also goes to being in those general core curriculum classes, but at TCU I missed one class and my teacher's email me, emailing me what I missed and hey, are you okay? Did you miss like forget to email me? Are you doing something? So I just like that accountability of the small class sizes at a smaller school.
0: So, when you graduated high mm-hmm. school, do you think you were ready to go to University of Oregon?
1: I this is something I t- think about a lot because I don't think that I wasn't ready to go to college. I just think and not ready to go away cuz I while I was at Oregon, I was never homesick once. I just needed to probably reevaluate and take Instead of coming home after that first year, I should have just gone to community college the first and second year, really thought about what I wanted to do. If I look back, I don't I didn't want to be a business major. that's what my major was at Oregon. Um, I just really needed to sit there and probably reevaluate and take those two years, figure out where I wanted to be in the United States, where I wanted what I wanted to do, and things like that. So just take a more calculated approach, but that's not what happened. <laughs>
0: Did you feel pressure from peers, family in terms of you after high school you had to go to college right away?
1: Yeah, oh absolutely. And that's something that even though I talk about it now and I'm like, "Oh, I should have just gone back to the 2 years and done that." I would have never done that. I'm I was in a place where if you don't say that you're going to the top schools or Honestly, I chose one of the reasons I chose University of Oregon was because out of all of the schools that I got into, that one was the best one, quote unquote. So Best one. Like academically or most well known name or things like that. So For
0: the schools that you were accepted. For the schools
1: to, that I was accepted to, yes.
0: What other schools high level that you were accepted to?
1: Um I went in t- I got accepted to the typical like U of A, ASU, um, Ole Miss, Alabama else did I get? It? Oh, Washington State. And I think that's about... Oh, in Kansas, University of Kansas.
0: And, and here's what I, I talked to our audience about and followers of, you need to go visit the campus. Uh, that's why I have this podcast, mm-hmm. right? I, I've been on over 100 campuses. This, this week, I just went to another campus, University of Minnesota, which is a top 10 public university and one of the best college campuses I've I've been on. So I, I I say that because you've gotten accepted to these schools coming out of high school. You pick Oregon. Obviously you went to Oregon to to visit it, correct? Yes, yeah. Did, I went there. And and when you visit Oregon in high school, what were you just sold on it? Why and when?
1: Oregon was the last school that I got into and it was also the last school I visited. And when I walked on that campus, I did like the vibe of the people. I will say it was sunny and not raining and that was a big part (laughs) that I wish I had gone to a day where it was raining and cold and gray because that's pretty much the weather 99% of the time. I just happened Hmm. to go on that 1% that I wasn't expecting and people always ask you when you go to Oregon, anyone that goes there can like vouch for this, but they always say, oh, are you ready for the rain? And you always are like, oh yeah, I love the rain. It's fine. But you don't know what rain is until... And they don't use umbrellas there. It's really weird. So you got to just embrace it.
0: And you're exactly right about they don't use umbrellas. Uh, I talk about this because my daughter, you know, Sophia, she's going up to Seattle University to Washington. Mm-hmm. We've, we visit that campus three, four times, all through different times of the year. And even the time when it was raining, I said, do not pull out an umbrella because we're going to look like tourists. Every student, everybody that is around from there, it's a – explain the rain because I I call it a slow mist.
1: Yes. that's Honestly, that is probably the best way to describe it. It is just – it's just like the sky is just spitting on you. That's really what it is. Like all day long, nonstop. It's not like you're getting these full raindrops. You're just walking – and you're soaking wet because it's just, you're walking through sheets of mist.
0: Yeah, but you're soaking wet. Now, fast forward, you're in Fort Worth. Aren't you soaking wet there too?
1: Uh, the weather's really not that bad there. I mean, it. the first month that you get there in August, it's pretty hot, but I'm not in Houston. So it's not that humid. The high humidity, maybe I got five or six days, days of those in the fall semester. Every semester is different though. Um, and then towards the end, when you're about to like check out of school, Um, it gets hot again, but it's really stays between the high nineties, a hundred, but I miss July and half of August and that's the hottest time. So that's pretty nice.
0: So those that are considering TCU, uh, maybe go visit in July, August, or if you
1: yeah. Oh, for sure. Go visit in the heat and see if you like it or could deal with it. But also heat, I feel like is a little more manageable too, because You walk outside and you're hot, but then you just go into an air conditioning building. Every building there is air conditioned and it's kind of fun. Like all the bars are outdoors and all the restaurants are outdoors there and the heat's not too horrible and it's pretty fun to just hang out.
0: So let's talk about the bar scene. Mm -hmm. You're telling me, you know, if you're not 21, the difference between the Oregon and the Fort Worth uh, lifestyle in terms of the bar scene. Talk Talk to me about that.
1: Yeah, so at Oregon, the way it works is a lot of um, frats have houses and frat parties at Oregon. And not that there's not frats or frat parties at TCU, because there is, but it's those are more darties or like day parties on the weekends. That and Pause right there yes. for
0: those that are listening. Why don't you explain what a darty is again? <laughs> okay,
1: a, da- a darty is a party during the day and or also known as a dayger, which is a day-rager. And, Which was
0: all new to me and listening to my friends like yourself. Yes. You know, Mr. Fong, do you want to go to a Darty? Do you want to go to a danger? I'm like, Ooh, what's that?
1: Yeah. So the frat boys are really good about doing those. And those are fun. They'll get like slip and slides and do uh, – because, I mean, we're not in the south or whatever, the Midwest. But a lot of the boys are from Louisiana or the actual south. And so they'll do crawfish boils and stuff like that, which is pretty fun. But then on the weekdays and weekends at night, you pretty much you either pregame and then go out to bars or just go straight to the bars. And that's freshmen all the way to seniors at TCU, where at Oregon, you don't go to bars until that day you turn 21. Maybe if you're lucky and your fake ID works, then you go in. But there's it's really rare. So and I've talked to all my friends still that are there and that that hasn't changed.
0: So are you saying a fake ID is a lot easier at TCU than Oregon?
1: Yes, for sure. So I recommend it if you're going to TCU, but not at Oregon. Don't risk it.
0: Let's talk about the football teams because Oregon has, has a very strong football program, mm-hmm. TCU, also in the Big 12, both Power 5 conferences. You've, been in, you've experienced both. Yes. What's your favorite?
1: This is a toss-up, too, because TCU, on my walks home to my sorority house, I walk through the stadium at TCU because it's in the middle of campus. It's on my route home. It's incredible. And so then on the opposite side of that, at Oregon, it's a mile off campus, which it's that's part of the tradition is that walk to Autzen every single weekend for the games. But a lot of the times people don't end up making it to the games because they – Will, um, drink too much yeah tailgate too hard and then they don't make it to the games where at TCU it's a lot easier to make it to the games because it's just right on the middle of campus but the, back set, the backdrop of Oregon's football stadium is something that really can't be beat it's like the river the pine trees everything it's stunning and TCU's I mean it's pretty awesome too it's Texas but it's not quite as the same as that beautiful backdrop of Oregon
0: who has a better tailgate
1: I uh, also a toss up, but I'd say Oregon with that. Oregon, that also translates to the double of the size of the school. There's just so many kids like the tailgates. We just pile into back of houses and like four houses, backyards and just go crazy. Where at TCU. It's just not as big because there's not as many students, but they're both pretty fun tailgates for sure.
0: And, and we're really talking about a school of maybe Oregon, 30,000 students, yeah. and TCU at 10,000. Yeah. So those uh, followers, you're, you're making a decision between the large schools and the mid-sized schools. You're hearing it from Betsy and her experiences of, of, of the differences.
1: Yeah. And both are... I think now, sitting where I am today, I would be fine at either school, but I just think for my personality type and like going back to the academic side of it, just having that smaller school makes it so much easier on me. But I know there's, I mean, my best friends that are still at Oregon, they thrived and they just graduated and had the best time of their life. So it just depends on the person too.
0: Let's go back into transferring. When you transferred from Oregon, before you went to TCU, you actually went home for, was it a year and a half?
1: A year and a half, yes.
0: So a lot happened in that year and a half. You took how many classes to prepare Going into TCU and looking at that, what was it like going through that whole process all over again?
1: Oh, it was. I mean, I applied to schools every semester. So I applied to schools four times. I applied going into college. That first semester I got back. The second semester I got back. And finally, that third semester I got back. And each time I applied to different schools. I had no idea what I wanted. And At first, I thought, oh, there's no way I'm leaving California again. And then I was home, and I was like, okay, I can leave California again. And then that final time, I had really narrowed in on what I wanted to do and kind of where I wanted to go from there. So that's when I made that final decision. But coming home, that was hard, and I wish that I had taken the time to really – take more classes because I think I took about four classes a semester which isn't crazy by any means um that's I think that's 12 credits total per semester and I always get it mixed up because quarter system I think is four credits and the th- semester each class is three credits and yeah so I just wish I had taken time to really do either five classes each semester or six, just get as many credits as I could have done. And that was Mm -hmm. something, again, where the advising, I came in and I think it probably did not help that I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I wish they'd just been like, take as many classes as you possibly can while you're home, really use this as the reset button and go from there.
0: So if you had to do it all over again, Mm -hmm. let's start from graduating high school what would you have done?
1: If I was doing it all over again as the person I am now, I would restart, just graduate, go to community college for two years. But that, all of this stuff, um, that I'm, how I'd want to do it, I would have never done because of the way that I was, I grew up in the schools that I went to. But like who I am now, that I I don't care what people think that I went to community college. I don't care that people think I'm, or whatever, because I'm doing five years, I don't care that I went to three schools, things like that. I would have started, gone to two years of community college and just reevaluated and probably would have gone to a UC school because they're so cheap. So that's how I would have done it.
0: (laughs) And then looking at it now in that little middle between Oregon and TCU, what would you have done differently?
1: I don't know. That was such a hard time for me because – Mentally, I was pretty lonely because all of my friends were at schools and away from school. And I had to kind of deal. I went to Santa Ana College, and everyone there is Hispanic and that did not want anything to do with me. So I didn't make any friends what, at college. What a blonde,
0: blue eyed girl like you? Yeah,
1: yeah, funny. So they, yeah, they wanted nothing to do with me. So they just, I went to class, came home did my thing. I did a ton of like babysitting and nannying mm-hmm. at that time, which also was not good for <laughs> my like mental health at the time, but I so I don't know how I would have done that differently just because of the circumstances that I was in. I don't think I could have done it much differently, but I probably would have chosen a different community college to go to so I could have made friends and had a little more of a social life.
0: So we look back on it, I mean, Here you are about to finish up TCU Mm -hmm. and you have a great story to share. And if there's one thing and people grow up and you've learned so much through this process and you're right, maybe you would not have done those things that you say now. Mm -hmm. What are the words of advice or recommendations do you tell not only parents but more students
1: out there? I'd say for students – for students, I would say t- take a list, just write down everything that you possibly could want in a school when you're looking at it and just kind of go down all the lists. I mean, there are thousands of schools. There are schools that, who cares about what the name of, that's my big thing is who cares? This is your life. This is you. It doesn't not matter. not your parents' life. Not your parents' life, but it's not your friend's parents' life. It's not your friend's life. It's you do you and you do your college experience Find the school. Obviously, it's hard because not everyone can afford to go visit every college. Not everyone can afford to go to every college. So people are limited. But with those decisions, you know, kind of take that list and start paring down those schools that might fit that list most. And if you're lucky enough and have the opportunity to go visit those schools, go visit the schools at a time when people are in session and you can actually do it and see the vibe of the school and things like that. But if you're not ready... To go to school right away and you have no idea what you want to do, don't just go to a school and kind of flop around. Stay there. Stay at home. Regroup. Go to a community college. Get your credits in and then pick the best school you can go to. Transferring from a community college if you start there is so easy and helpful. They have mm-hmm. they give you two sheets if you want to go to a UC school or a Cal State school. I'm not sure how it works in other states. But... You follow all those credits, check them off, get your best grades you possibly can. I mean, UCLA, you could even get into there. And if even if you didn't have the grades you, in high school. So it just sets you up for a whole different world that I wish I had kind of reset. So that's my advice for students is just kind of figure out what you want to do and really think about – don't worry about being – when people ask you where you're going, don't worry about being the one kid that says, oh, I'm going to – like a College or whatever instead of the other kids that might be going to Harvard for other so it just you gotta focus on yourself because in five years you might not even be talking to those people anymore and things like that so and then for parents, I don't know what my advice for parents would be probably don't put as much pressure on your kids and don't like this is their experience you're done you had your chance that's Thank it you. you had your Thank chance you. and so you can't. <laughs> Do it anymore. Like, the, let your kids choose their college. Let your kids do that. So, it's kind of my. <laughs> well, you, you
0: hit on a good point because that's why when I took my kids to all these college campuses and you were growing up at the mm-hmm. time and heard about our summer trips, yeah. and I, I wanted to expose them. Yeah. And then get to the level when they're in high school where they know exactly what they want. Yeah. I mean, look at Sophia and Julia. They both want to go out of state. Yeah. Right? And, and I'm. I support every school that they want to go to. Yeah. And I've had I've had conversations with your father. Yeah. They're going to college, not you. Yeah. So let them do what they want to do.
1: Exactly. And I
0: think that's a big, big point because a lot of parents,
1: mm-hmm. if
0: you're listening out there, parents don't live your life vicariously through your children.
1: Yeah. And I think it's the ego of the parents too. Just like having. And I know, I mean, kids at Modern Day, kids at Newport Harbor, CDM, all their parents want to be able to say, oh, my kid's going to Stanford to play water polo, or my kid's going to this to do whatever, things like that. And so you just- Who cares? Got to get over it. That's my motto. Who cares? It's all about you. You got to be selfish in college for a little bit. You know, this is the four years of your life where you're going to learn the most about yourself, in my case, five years, you're going to learn the most about yourself and- develop as a person and your parents aren't even going to be there. So I don't understand why parents, you know, but I get it because a lot of the times parents are the ones helping you pay for college and stuff, but let them choose and let them, you know, who cares?
0: Well, you seem so happy.
1: Yeah. I'm in a much better mental state now and at the school I am. And also again, just like not caring what other people think has helped me immensely this whole process and just not thinking about that so that's been really awesome
0: all right so here's some little fun facts and i want to wrap up uh this podcast and we're going to talk about just i'm going to rapid fire some things to you and 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 it's great because you have oregon as well as tcu yes if you want to go try and watch a game not at oxen stadium or not at tcu stadium where do you watch a game at oregon
1: at Oregon, you go to someone's, like, backyard, They'll have a projector screen going, and you just tailgate and keep the party going there. At TCU, you're going to go to um, the bar called Varsity. They have the tons of screens. But the bars change all the time, but, yeah, you go find a bar.
0: Craving Mexican food, where do you go?
1: In Oregon, I can't remember the name of it, but it's a blue building. You can't miss it. It's right on the side of the campus. And then at... TCU, I mean, there's really no good Mexican food there, but there's Torchy's Tacos, and those are that's pretty dang close.
0: Best burger in town.
1: Best burger. Oh, TCU, Buffalo Bros. Not Buffalo Bros. Excuse me. Dutchess. Dutchess has the best ones. Oregon, I don't know if I had a really memorable burger there. I think they're fine. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Parents are in a ta- Our parents are in town. Okay. Where are they taking you?
1: Where are they taking me? And so, your friends. And my friends. Okay. Obviously,
0: you're going to probably try and pick the nice place. Oh, yeah, so. we're picking
1: the nice place for sure. And we'll go to – at Oregon, we'd go to Beppe and Gianni's. It's this super nice Italian restaurant. It's walkable from campus, and that's where I took all of my friends freshman year. And then <laughs> –
0: Wait, hold on. Murph, you been there?
1: Yeah. Oh, it's incredible. It's so good. It's awesome. And then uh, at uh, Fort Worth, where would I take – um? I'd have them take me somewhere downtown to like a nice restaurant that I can't afford on when they're not here.
0: soon as you turn 21, mm-hmm. where are you going?
1: Oregon, you're going to Taylor's first. You're going to get, can I say the word? Yes. And you get a fuck it bucket. And
0: Time out. What's a fuck it bucket?
1: <laughs> it's a bucket filled with like Red Bull and alcohol that I don't even know what's in it. Really, it's just dangerous. But See,
0: This is not FCC regulated, so you can say it again. Say it again. <laughs>
1: Fuck it, fuck it. There you go. <laughs> yeah, so you go get one of those, and then you walk across the street, and you go to Webfoot, and then you finish off the night at Max's. So those are the three main bars, and that's what you do your 21st night. At um, Texas, you just go to any of the bars downtown. But probably Varsity or uh, – yeah, I'd say Varsity would probably be the one to go to.
0: Sweet Tooth, where are you eating?
1: Sweet Tooth. Oh, this place just opened in t- in uh, Fort Worth, it's called Hertz Donuts. It's pretty cool. They have a swing set inside, and they're right next to one of the most popular bars, Texas Republic, and it's open 24 hours, and you bet that at 4 a.m., that's when they do their best business. And then at Oregon, I would say probably um, There's just Oh, they also Donut Shop Voodoo Donuts. Oh. Yeah. So, also open 24.
0: Craving Pizza.
1: Pizza. Uh, Fort Worth, you just have to order like Domino's or something. They don't have like this really good local pizza, but I'd say what I remember doing at Oregon was Tracktown Pizza.
0: And if it's uh, late night, things are shut down, you have the munchies, you want a snack, where are you going?
1: Oregon, you're going to this place. Oh, shoot. I really wish I remember the name, but they sell calzones and cookies. That's it. That's the only thing they have. I'll have to look it up, but... That place is incredible, <laughs> and then, but I also only ate it when I was not—I don't was not sober. So I don't know if it's actually that good. But
0: all right, so you said only when you're when you weren't sober. Yeah. My my last one is you're hungover. Okay. Where are we eating breakfast?
1: At bre- <laughs> breakfast, probably at. Uh, TCU, you're going to Waterburger. Honestly, to go get the honey butter chicken biscuit, that's where most people oh, do. Oh, that sounds
0: so good. Yeah, Murph, have you had that? See Murph uh, smiling is over dangerous. there. dangerous. You're giving him a- yeah. and my listeners like all these great. Recommendations. Oh yeah,
1: for sure. And then at Oregon, you'd probably just get like a burrito or something there too. So,
0: all right, this one just popped in my head. Okay. You're a female. Yes. You like guys. Okay. Who has the better-looking guys?
1: Oh, that's... Okay, I'd say that's... Well, Oregon and I had 20 or like 15,000 more guys to choose from, and they were all a lot more tall. TCU has very short guys. And I'm 5'8", hmm. but my little sister's six 6'3", and I am not trying to date anyone shorter than my little sister. So Oregon would probably be that one.
0: Oregon, you heard, you, you heard that, Yeah, you know, female prospective students and parents. Uh-huh. Betsy, it's been a pleasure having you. Thank you. On episode number four as my guest. Thank and you, so you much. have a lot to share uh, great information, great stories. Yeah. And I just want to say thank you. And for those of my followers and listeners, this has been The Student Manager. I want to thank our executive producer, Merv Cargis. Thank you. And we will be back next week for another exciting episode on The Student Manager. Fonger News, signing out.